0: Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, God Delivered Not David Into Saul's Hand. It shall be focused on the study of 1 Samuel chapter 23. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, to see that you said every son that cometh to you must be tried. And we see here you trying David and molding his character. But also we also know, Lord, that you are also protecting him. So while the devil was throwing all kinds of darts and spears at him, it also said that you did not deliver him into the hands of Saul. So may we, Lord, not look at the darts and the attacks of the enemy coming our way. May we look at the fact that we can take refuge in your name and know that you will not deliver us into the hands of the enemy. We thank you, Lord, for this protection that you afford us every day through health, spiritually, from all the evil spirits pressing on our flesh through our thoughts and through every which way, through doctrine, every other, Lord, snare that the devil has set for us. For we know, Lord, you said, all that the Father has given me will come to me and you will lose none. So, Father, we praise all our faith in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to 1 Samuel chapter 23. Chapter 23 Then they
1: told David, saying, Behold, the Philistines fight against Keilah, and they rob the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, Go and smite the Philistines and save Keilah. And David's men said unto him, Behold, we be afraid here in Judah, How much more, then, if we come to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord yet again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into thine hand. So David and his men went to Keilah, and fought with the Philistines, and brought away their cattle, and smote them with a great slaughter. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. And it came to pass, when Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, fled to David to Keilah, that he came down with an ephod in his hand. And it was told Saul that David was come to Keilah. And Saul said,
2: God hath delivered him into mine hand, for he is shut in by entering into a town that hath gates and bars.
1: And Saul called all the people together to war, to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. And David knew that Saul secretly practiced mischief against him. And he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring hither the ephod. Then said David, O Lord God of Israel, Thy servant hath certainly heard that Saul seeketh to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Keilah deliver me up into his hand? Will Saul come down as thy servant hath heard? O Lord God of Israel, I beseech thee, tell thy servant. And the Lord said, He will come down. Then said David, Will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will deliver thee up. Then David and his men, which were about six hundred, arose and departed out of Keilah, and went whithersoever they could go. And it was told Saul that David was escaped from Keilah, and he forbear to go forth. And David abode in the wilderness in strongholds, and remained in a mountain in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul sought him every day, but God delivered him not into his hand. And David saw that Saul was come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a wood. And Jonathan, Saul's son, arose, and went to David into the wood, and strengthened his hand in God. And he said unto him, Fear not, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find thee, and thou shalt be king over Israel, and I shall be next unto thee. And that also Saul my father knoweth. And they too made a covenant before the Lord. And David abode in the wood, and Jonathan went to his house. Then came up the Ziphites to Saul to Gibeah, saying, Doth not David hide himself with us in strongholds in the wood, in the hill of Hachilah, which is on the south of Jeshimon? Now therefore, O king, come down according to all the desire of thy soul to come down, and our part shall be to deliver him into the king's hand. And Saul said,
2: Blessed be ye of the Lord, for ye have compassion on me. Go I pray you, prepare yet, and know and see his place where his haunt is, and who hath seen him there. For it is told me that he dealeth very subtly. See therefore, and take knowledge of all the lurking places where he hideth himself. And come ye again to me with the certainty, and I will go with you, and it shall come to pass, if he be in the land, that I will search him out throughout all the thousands of Judah.
1: And they arose and went to Ziph before Saul. But David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the plain on the south of Deshimon. Saul also and his men went to seek him. And they told David, wherefore he came down into a rock and abode in the wilderness of Maon. And when Saul heard that, he pursued after David in the wilderness of Maon. And Saul went on this side of the mountain, and David and his men on that side of the mountain. And David made haste to get away for fear of Saul, for Saul and his men compassed David and his men round about to take them. But there came a messenger unto Saul, saying,
2: Haste thee, and come, and come for the Philistines have invaded the land.
1: Wherefore Saul returned from pursuing after David and went against the Philistines. Therefore they called that place Selah Hamalakoth, And David went up from thence
0: and dwelt in strongholds at En Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Adoption Part 4. This was preached in 1960 on May the 22nd in the evening. We'll begin in paragraph 126 up to paragraph 163. I trust you find it to be a blessing.
2: Let me give you a little something that sounds twisting to you, but it's the Bible. Then I'll give you one little untwisted for you. Watch this one. One old Saul, uh, the king, the, the old big old denominational preacher down there at that time. You know, it got head and shoulders above them all and was afraid he didn't know nothing about the supernatural, David had to come and deliver the lamb out of the lion's mouth, kill Goliath, watch him. He got so far back from God, he got to hating this holy royal preacher. And instead of being for him to try to help him, he turned against him. If that just isn't the picture exactly, exactly picture. Turn right from him. How many is in here when I left on my first trip and preached to David at slang Goliath? Well, I left many. Some of you, few of the old timers. I'm fixing to leave again on this. Remember, we'll oh, see what just come around last Sunday. He's yeah, moving right into another phase. Glory. David's second campaign, second yeah. phase of his ministry. That's exactly right. Which then he become king over Israel. Yeah. Notice the ministry now is moving out into a greater phase, yeah. coming yeah. out greater. So did David. I notice this as it comes, David. Oh, when God had David come out there and slay the lion, notice, and slay the bear, then slay the Philistine. Now there come a time when God gave an evil spirit over to this old boy, and to what? To hate David. And I believe now these tapes. Now listen, brother, and you own these tapes. If you disagree with me, forgive me. See, I love you. I'm going to meet you over yonder anyhow. See? Because if you're a man of God, I'm going to meet you anyhow. But I want to say this. Here's the reason. Just because that Saul saw that David had something that he didn't have, then what happened? A little old ruddy drawed over. The Bible said he was ruddy. That wasn't a very fair child. Ruddy is just a little old, drawed-up sort of a feller, And he went out there and saw, well, he put Saul's armor on him. I imagine the shield come plumb down over his feet. Yeah, and he right. said, take this stuff off yeah. of me. Yeah. I, I, maybe you give him a doctor's degree, a Ph.D. or L.L.D. or something, you know. Yeah, I, he said, I don't know nothing about that stuff because I haven't proved it. Let me have this what I know what I'm doing yeah. with. Yeah. Yes, sir. He took the slingshot. And it made David mad because the daughters, the churches, the churches were singing. Saul might have killed his thousands, but David killed his tens of thousands. Then he got jealous. That's it. So that Oh Jesus' name stuff, there's nothing to it. Yeah. That's right. And what did God do to him? God sent an evil spirit upon him. Yes. Amen. Exactly what's happening. To hate David. And he hated David without a cause. David could have wrung his neck a few times. Yeah. He could, but he just let it go. He just never said nothing. He sure could have done it. He went over and cut the tail of his coat off one night, come back and said, look here, you see? <laughs> yes, sir, he could have done it, but he just let him alone. He could have broke his congregation up and scattered them and started the organization of himself if he wanted to, yes. but he didn't do it. He just let Saul go yeah. on let God do the fighting. Yeah. Yes, sir. So as it went on out, and the campaign finished on, it got on that evil spirit got so that Saul couldn't get no answer from God. After a while, he, the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him, and old Samuel, the one that they turned down, the one that really was the voice of God to him, the one that said to him before they even wanted to act like the world. How does a church want to act like the world? Why does Pentecostal, baptized, Holy Ghost experienced Methodists and Baptists and Presbyterian want to act like the world? Why do they do it? I don't know. I I, I just can't understand it. You say, "Well, uh, this old fun to play poker, just a little bit for fun, just a little penny ante, or what you call it." It's a sin. You shouldn't have them things in your house. Why well, it's no harm, take a little bit of glass of beer. Uh, 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 we just got a few men. my wife has a few in the afternoon, and the first thing you know, your children's got a few.
3: Yes.
2: Sure it is. And you women, mm. devil's just made up uh, that's what he did in the beginning, and he certainly has made a target. i. you sisters. he re- does that just because uh, he knows what he can do. He can deceive a woman a thousand times quicker than a man. I know that hurts your feelings, but that's the truth. Exactly. That's what he did in the Garden of Eden. He can make. Uh, she was honest. She was sincere, but she was deceived. Yes. Adam was not deceived. The Bible Amen. said. he wasn't deceived, but she was deceived. Yes. So he can deceive her, and yet pastors will go right out and ordain women preachers, put them out flower congregations like that, and this Bible condemns it yes. from Genesis yes. to Revelation. Yes. say, well, it's all right. It's all right. They got they preach the same as that. I know that's right. Like somebody started speaking in tongues one time. I just kept on preaching. And when I got outside, a woman said to my son, said, I've got a message to give tomorrow night. Said, of your daddy comes on the platform. Said, well, a message, what do you mean? And that night when she got ready, when I was fixed to make the altar call, she fixed her hair all up and pulled up her stockings and everything, got ready, jumped up in the middle of the floor, you'd jump up and down, spoke in tongues and prophesied. I just kept on preaching. Make my altar call. Well, I never respected it, but it wasn't right. So then, well the Bible said not to said the, the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophet. Amen. God's on the uh, God's speaking at the platform, let him speak. Amen. Paul said, if something be revealed to one, let him hold his peace Amen. till the next and finishes. That's right. That's right. Now, then when I got outside, these people said, a big bunch of people said, You grieve the Holy Ghost tonight. I said, What doing? What did I do? Said, Well, when that sister gave that message, hallelujah said that. Well, I said, I was preaching. She was out of order. Oh, I so said, that was fresh right off the throne. That's fresher than what she was preaching. <laughs> <laughs> now, that just shows, that shows either this, and I said to your respects, either insanity or either disrespect or illiterate teaching that don't know no more about God than a rabbit knows about snowshoes. Now, that, I don't say that to be a, a silly remark because there's no place to joke. But that's that's exactly the truth. A person that would know that God's not an author of confusion, He's a peace. The Bible, they don't know. All they know how to do is jump up and down, speak in tongues, say I got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I stood and seen in Africa witch doctors and things speak by the five thousands of them at a time. Jumping up and down blood all over their faces, speaking in tongues, and drink blood out of a human skull. Call on the devil and speak in tongues. And yet, speaking in tongues is a gift of God. But that's not the infallible proof of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Me that down. I do believe that all inspired saints speak with tongues. I believe a man, sometime when you get so inspired with God, that you will speak with tongues. I believe that. But I don't believe that's any sign you got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes, sir. I believe there's times when you have faith, a person can walk out and lay hands on a little kid that's got a cancer and fifty preachers have prayed for it and they'd be healed. Because that mother has faith for that child. God's given it to her. She's a member of the body of Christ. Amen. Yes, sir. I believe that. I've seen that done. And I know that's true. But what it is, is get the church in order, setting order so we can work. Now, let's finish the rest of this verse here before we go. After that you receive, your seal with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed. What is a seal? What is a seal? A seal is, first thing it shows, is a work that has been completed. A completed work. The next thing it shows is ownership. And the next thing it shows is security. Keeping it. Say, for instance, I used to work for the Pennsylvania Railroad. I used to work with my father on the railroad. We would load cars. And we'd put in down here at this packing company, we'd put in tin cans, and we'd set some up here and some down here and some up this way. But before that car was ever sealed, the inspector come through there, and he pushed on it, shoved on this one, shook that one, ah, condemn it. they will break all the pieces before they get there. Condemn it, take them out. Do it over. The inspector condemned the car. The Holy Ghost is the inspector. Amen. He shake you a little bit and you rattle. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You believe all the Word of God? I don't believe that old Jesus name stuff. Mm-hmm. Condemn it. Amen. You'll rattle.
0: <laughs> I don't believe in divine healing. You know such
2: a thing. Still rattle. You believe Jesus Christ the same yesterday? Well, in some way, you rattle. Kick it out. You ready yet. Yes, sir. <laughs> Brother, when it's ready to say, Amen. Have you received the Holy Ghost? Amen. Has everything been completed? Amen. Then what does the Inspector do? Everything's packed in, good and tight, full of the gospel. Oh, every word of God is good. Everything is perfect. I believe every word. Amen. 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 Do you believe that God still heals? Amen. You believe Jesus same yesterday, and forever. Amen. You believe the Holy Ghost is just as real as there was. Amen you believe the same Spirit fell on Paul falls on us? Amen. Amen. you believe it does the same things on us that did on them? Amen. Uh Uh-oh, she's getting tight now. Mm -hmm. Getting tight now. We're ready to close the door. All right. Then the inspector closes the door. What does he do? He puts a seal on it. Then he gets down here. He gets a hold of these little pliers of a thing, reaches over there on this little thing, and seals that. You'd better not break it. If that, that car is destination is Boston, it cannot be broken. It would be a, a penitentiary offense yeah. to break that seal until it gets to Boston, and a man that has the authority can open that seal in him only. Yeah. That's right. It's owned by this certain, certain railroad company. It's their seal. It's their assurance that this car has been packed. This car is ready. It belongs to them. They couldn't put the B and O on the Pennsylvania. You've got to be sealed. And when it's sealed, and when the Christian is packed with the gospel, filled with the goodness of God, all the good things of God laying in him, with an open heart, ready to work, willing to be positionedly, placed, do anything that the Holy Spirit tells him to do, pass from death unto life, sanctified from all the things of the world, walking in the light as the light comes to him. him Moving on. He's ready. Then God shuts the door of the world behind him, kicks it together like that, and seals him with the Holy Ghost of Thomas!
3: Hallelujah! Hallelujah.
2: How long? Until the destination. Don't get him out here on the railroad track and break it open and see if everything's all right again. It's all right. Just leave it alone. The inspector has done inspected it. (laughs) How long are you sealed? Until the day of your redemption. That's how long you're sealed. Well, when you die then, Brother Branham, what about if you die? You said you still have it. You have it forever. Where does life begin? At the altar. Right there you see a little bit of shadow. That's the shadow, the seal, the Holy Spirit. Then it's a shadow of the shadows of the shadows, as I said the other day. But when you die, you keep on going through those shadows until you come to moisture, from moisture to a little trickling spring, from a spring to a creek, from a creek to a river, from a river to an ocean. See, of the love of God. You're just the same person. Look here. Old Saul, the old backslider, he could not get through to God. Yet he wasn't lost. Which he certainly wasn't. He was a prophet. But he just got outside of God. That's the reason, brother. I said you're not lost. So then, remember, you just got out of the will of God. So then the first thing you know, you you wouldn't agree. Now, maybe I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) All right, I'm just going on for a happy congregation tonight. So then, um, you know, and the first thing you know, oh, my. Then he went to the, the Urim Thundum. You know what the Urim Thundum was. Is the breastplate, the F of at, at the Aaron war. And it was always God, always has been a supernatural God answering in supernatural ways. And when a prophet prophesied and them mystic lights didn't come across that Urim Thundam, he was wrong. When a dreamer told her dream and it didn't flash on that Urim Thundam, I don't care how good it sounded, it was wrong. And it's right. And I don't care just exactly how many doctor's degrees you got and how big your organization is. When you prophesy, preach it in according to this word. You're wrong, Amen. brother. You're, this is God's your thunder. When you say you wasn't predestinated before the foundation of the world, she won't flash because the Bible said you was. When you say that you ought to be baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it doesn't flash because nobody in the Bible's ever baptized that way. Only in the name of the Lord Jesus. It won't Amen. flash. So there's something wrong somewhere. So the uh, Urim thunder wouldn't answer old Saul. And he couldn't even have a dream. He was so far gone that he couldn't even have a dream. So you know what he done? He went down to the witch. And this old witch, the old devil, doctor down there. Witch doctor. And he said, Can you divine? She said, Yes, but Saul said he'd kill everybody divine. He said, I'll protect you. Dressed like a footman. He said, Divine for me. And bring me up from the world of the dead that's passed on beyond here. Now listen to this. Bring me up the spirit of Samuel the prophet. And she went into the divine. And when she did, she fell on her face. She said, I see gods coming up. See, she's a heathen, gods. Two or three of them, my father, son, Holy Ghost, or something like that. You know, she said. she said, I see gods coming up. said, describe him. How does he look? <laughs> what does he look like? He he's thin, and he's got a mantle over his shoulders.
3: Amen.
2: Oh, hallelujah. Yet and changed a bit. He said, it's Samuel. Bring him in this room. Bring him here before me. And watch, when Samuel come before Saul, he said, why did you call me? Seeing you become an enemy to God. And watch, not only was he still Samuel... He still maintained the spirit of prophecy. Say it's wrong. Let anyone say it's wrong. It's the truth. He was still a prophet, for he said he prophesied and said, The battle's going against you tomorrow, and you and your sons will fall in battle tomorrow, and by this time tomorrow night you'll be with me. Is that right? He was still a prophet. Now, you say, oh, but that was a witch did that, all right. I'll tell you when it wasn't a witch. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and went up to Mount Transfiguration one time. Yeah. And was standing up on top of the mountain. And Jesus, God, was placing his son, like I'm trying to say, had the other night, placing son. And when they did, they looked around and found out that there stood Moses and Elijah. Yeah. They were talking, yeah. communing. Not little white flags floating around, little white clouds, rather, floating around, but they were man. Talking, Moses had been buried in an unmarked grave for 800 years, and Elijah had went home in a chariot 500 years. And here they both were, still just as much alive as they ever was alive standing there talking to him before he went to calvary hallelujah see you until the day of our redemption
0: as you get towards the end of this episode we end with a word of prayer heavenly father we thank you lord for how you said your name is a mighty tower and the righteous run into it and are safe So, Father, we only seek protection under that token, the Holy Spirit, which you said, Lord, he that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He that believeth on me, Lord, shall never die. And we are thankful to know this, Lord, that the reason that we'll never die is because your spirit already lives in us. And through it, we do live. For you are eternal and you live in us. And so we know, Lord, like a a seed, if we're planted, we shall germinate. For the life is in us. We might die, we might rot, but we shall resurrect and germinate unto everlasting life. So we hold on to that promise, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.